There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Suck it! Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Happy Friday, one and all. It's Roll Baby. Welcome in. It's Ringer Gambling. John J. Stremski, Joe House, before he goes and plays, uh, what are we playing today? 18, 36, 72. What, what's on the agenda today, pal? I, I've already accomplished um, quite a bit of golf down here in the, in the Dominican Republic, and it's been very enjoyable. Today might have to be a beach day and then just a, a late niner, an E9. You know what Ooh, I mean? I that like late that. afternoon an E9. E9 yeah. Late as the sun is setting. That's the right. The question is going to be, what is your drink of choice? Is it Mai Tai? <laughs> is it bloody? Is it beer? What, what, what will be the drink of choice after the beach? I've been consuming a lot of vodka, but I do have a funny story, and I'm not sure of all of the details, but I do want to share this. We, we arrived uh, Monday down here and had uh, designs on a different room, so we moved rooms between Monday and Tuesday. As Over the course of moving rooms, uh, I had to get all my stuff together. I had it all laid out, and then I, I had to get it all together, and there was one particular set of notes I was looking for. So I started going through my luggage after we moved rooms into the new room Tuesday. I'm going all through my stuff. I go into uh, one bag, the bag that that has all my podcast equipment in it, as a matter of fact, and there's a book in there. I carry a book with me because you never know in, in between podcasts, you might want to get, it's the John Updike uh, golf book and it's, it's wonderful. I read a chapter at a time. I enjoy myself. I go into that book thinking that this note card that I, I had all these notes on is in there. And what I find in there, JJ, is a giant spliff. I found a, a now look, I have no problem with with marijuana. I am, you know, uh, a person that's been, you know, 
have many friends who enjoy it. I just don't like to smoke. I'm just not like a smoking kind of guy. It's not your guy. thing. I feel the same way. I don't right? hate it. If it's your thing, more power to you. But it's not something I'm going to do on the golf course. Let's put it that way. So that spliff did not find its way into that book in that bag by these hands. That's all I'm saying. So so who we got to find the perpetrator. That's my question here. <laughs> well, I mean, good the, thing that the laws are the way they are now as right. opposed to, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Because who knows? Joe House might have gotten a little bit of trouble trying to get through customs in a few days. And JJ, I had this bag with this podcast equipment with me down in Augusta, Georgia with the Podfather and, and Nathan Hubbard. I don't think that this spliff found its way into this book down in Augusta and came with me up to Washington. And then I don't think I could have cleared customs with that thing in there flying across, you know, down here to the Dominican. I'm pretty sure it arrived in the bag down here in the DR. Oh, baby. So you got some fishy activity going on. That's or, what I'm saying. Or, or, or you know, it's it, they're, they're a welcoming people. It could have been a welcoming gift. It could have been a welcome gift. Right? You know, like you go to a hotel, you go to a wedding, they give you like the little bouquet, you know, exactly. the hangover cure, the Advil, the bottles of water. Well, maybe in the DR, it's uh, it's a little Mary Jane. That's how they, it, they greet it their could friends. Be. It could be. I just, it was, it was remarkable. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm putting that in the plus column. That's a win for the Dominican Republic. I will give the DR that. Now, we didn't have a whole lot of wins with these playing games. Let's be honest. These playing games kind of ate our lunch. No, Aside no, no. from the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves were good to us. We respect the Timberwolves. We went two and three. Uh, two out of the three legs of the, the family play um, were, were correct. We had the Brooklyn money line. That was not not. I'm, I'm uh, referencing more so the New Orleans-San Antonio game and the Charlotte-Atlanta game where I was on both dogs. And I did tell you that if Atlanta played their best game, they would smoke Charlotte. And that's exactly what they did. Charlotte was terrible and Atlanta was fantastic. Game was never in doubt. All we did was, you know, try and speak into existence an outstanding mellow performance. We wanted to see playoff mellow. We write playoff mellow ball and it wasn't there. And and you did acknowledge when we went through the, the card on Tuesday, there was that possibility in the same way that I acknowledged that my play on um, the Clippers against against your T-Wolves was vulnerable because the T-Wolves could get hot and make buckets, and and that's exactly what uh, Ant-Man did. Well, and House, I never saw it going that way, where Carl Anthony Towns legitimately gave the Timberwolves nothing, played as soft a game as you could possibly play, and then they're down like eight or nine with like seven or eight minutes to go, and you're right. The Ant-Man and D'Angelo Russell took over the game, and Beverly is a badass, bro. I love that dude. I love that dude. He's such an agitator. He's such a pest. He's so petty. Like, he clearly was vindictive after the game. Like, I'm like, I need this guy on my team. I need Pat Beverly in my life, dude. So you like him up doing that whole celebration around the court oh, yes. and jumping on the I'm scores in. table, that whole thing. You support that. Uh -huh. And you don't you don't think the basketball gods are looking down uh, and, and, you know, taking a glance at that and saying, hmm, not a little bit of a hmm from uh, the basketball Remember, guys. I went to Syracuse. I saw Eric Devendorf, my dude, jump on the table right at the end of regulation before six overtimes against UConn. So <laughs> we, we like guys who jump on tables at Syracuse. That's like what? kind of a rite of passage, bro. Oh, okay. I mean, so I'm you not know. worried about that. All right. Not worried about that. Okay. Let's get to these games today. I have a strong lean on one of the games. The other game, I do not have a strong lean on. What okay. game do you think I have a strong lean on? The Atlanta-Cleveland game. You would be incorrect, sir. 
Okay. You're I wonder being if correct. we're in alignment. I wonder if we're in alignment on this uh, Los Angeles Clippers hosting a, a, a chance to get in the playoffs game. I love, not like, I love New Orleans grabbing the points today. It's so funny. That's sad um, because we are in 100% alignment. Oh, so, boy. This is going to go warning. one of two ways. This is going to be a happy Friday party late night. Or yeah. we're going to be drowning away our sorrows. You over some Mai Tais, me over some Brooklyn Loggers. You know what it is, House? The Clippers lose these games historically all the time. And the way this line has moved goes from five to four. New Orleans is red hot. All of the money is on the Clippers. I'm grabbing four points here. Now, I don't know if I'm going to play New Orleans on the money line. I might. It depends on how the night is going. But there's no doubt in my mind, this is a tight game. This game comes down to the final two minutes, and the four points are going to be valuable. I love New Orleans. So I like it. A family play right out of the gate. I'm in the exact same boat as you in terms of the value proposition. I love getting the four. The Clippers let me down. They they had a, it was like 90% win probability with eight minutes and 40 seconds left in that game uh, up against Minnesota. And that game was going according to the Clippers' best script, notwithstanding Cat fouling out. It was the Clippers controlling the pace of play, controlling, you know, the the um, shot selection. Their defense looked good. Um, and then they they just, you know, let it all go go to dust the way that the Clippers do historically. I this this Pelicans team has been underrated since CJ McCollum came into the mix. They have a top 10 offensive rating. He really stabilized, and the guys feel much more comfortable across the board in the roles they seem to be in now. They look like they have an identity. I'm with you on this, Pels. So we're in on New Orleans. I'm grabbing the points. I have no feel on the total. It went from 218 to 216. I'm staying away there. I think New Orleans straight plus four is going to be a play. Now the early game. Atlanta, who had a play on Wednesday, favored against Cleveland. Atlanta is a two-point favorite. What's weird is how they opened this line Cavaliers by one and a half. Everybody came in and banged the Hawks. They banged the Hawks. As shaky as Cleveland has been in the second half, and they've trended in the wrong direction, they're a team that clearly overachieved at the beginning of the year. They've had injuries that have played a role. Am I crazy to think that Cleveland is a little undervalued here at home grabbing two points? I don't love it. It's probably a stay away from me, but I almost think that line is a little bit of an overreaction, dude. I totally agree with this. I, I uh, am on Cleveland, depending on the news we get with Jarrett Allen. Now, this morning when we're looking at the wire, it seems like he's going to be a full-on game-time decision. And we were puzzling amongst the Ringer uh, crew on Tuesday night. If, if if he has a finger injury, we've seen lots of guys just tape up their fingers. Where, where was Jarrett Allen? Like, you know, that was an important game. I expect tonight that they will figure out a way for him to play. Cleveland, super good at home, 25 and 16 at home this season. Uh, and Atlanta, not not nearly as good uh, on the road. But if you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and Darius Garland defensively, that to me creates enough of a presence. Rondo reminded us, well, he still has some little bit of juice left in the tank. Um, you know, especially playing off of Garland and letting Rondo play defensively. I just think it's like a, it's a pretty close matchup here. Yeah. And the fact that the public all over Atlanta 
it, it's like almost the prisoner of the moment type deal where you saw Cleveland lose to Brooklyn. No surprise there. You saw Atlanta look as terrific as they did against Charlotte. And, you know, people are just rushing to take a window saying, oh, I'm going to bet the Hawks. They were in the conference finals last year. I'm going to bet Trey Young, ba ba ba. Value is with the Cavs. The problem I run into, if Allen doesn't play in this game, as we sit here talking at 11.45 in the morning, you don't feel great about the bet. So no. I love New Orleans. I lean Cleveland. But if Allen is ruled out, it's a buyer beware spot. Would you agree? I think it's just totally buyer beware. You and I are in 100% alignment on this. The only other thing I'll observe that that's positive for Cleveland, uh, the home teams were all 4-0. They, the home team hasn't lost in these play-ins yet so far. See, you mentioned that to me, and I get scared because you know what that means. A road team is going to win eventually, and hopefully it's New Orleans. How that's about the that? one. That's let the it be one. New Orleans. If there's going right. to be a road team to break the streak and end it, let it be the Pelicans because you and I are invested. Okay. That's the one. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Serious prices in general. Do you like locking these in before the start of a series? Or do you like to kind of anticipate how a series is going to go and then maybe dive your toes into a price after game one or after game two? Like, I'll give you an example. Toronto, who I like and you like because we talked about this on the podcast the other day. I don't know if I like them in game one. So it's risky house, but I've seen them now. They're plus 150. Eh, decent price. Not going to complain about it. But if they lose game one, I'm going to get it at like, what? I don't know, 250, 230. It's just going to be way juicier. How do you like kind of strategize and handicap the idea of hopping in immediately or kind of like biding your time? So uh, I I'm a combo platter kind of guy. You okay. know what I mean? I like a nice big couple of the entrees in the center of my plate, and then I like to surround it with sides. And the way that I, I go about typically these NBA playoffs is by locking in at the outset a couple of, of parlays for just the teams that I think are going to win the series. So I've already fired on combinations of Golden State and the Bucks, and Golden State and the Bucks, and uh, who is the other one I put into that mix? 
the the just just oh Memphis. So those are the ones where I look at the the, the series. I think they're going to win. I feel comfortable combining them to get odds that I that I'm comfortable sort of laying there, and then I just go ahead and do that. But for the closer ones, where the ones I don't have a great feel, I much prefer to go game by game for just the reason you described, which is we both like Toronto. We like them as a dog. We think they're a live dog. You're going to get the best price on them on a game over game basis, especially as you just described. I think, uh, you know, Philly might come out and and handle business, and then we get a much better price on Toronto in game two and going forward. So Arlene on probably one of the two most competitive series, we're lock and step. A lot of agreement right now with me and House, which is usually a good thing, though, because when we are kind of house divided, we end up being a divided pod. So we're going to have results <laughs> that end up being beneficial all. We're going to wait. I might sprinkle a little house on the Raptors just to get in and kind of give myself insurance if indeed they do win game one and I don't get screwed. But I really think long-term, the bigger price is going to be, let's wait for a loss. Let's get this price up that much more and fade a team with a coach who always chokes and a star player who always chokes in Harden. Sign me up right now. I'm investing in the Raptors. Now, Nets, Celtics. It's by far and away the most intriguing first-round series. You have the Nets, who are title favorites at the beginning of the year. They are underdogs in round one against the Podfathers Boston Celtics. I see you shaking your head right there. You think Vegas has that line wrong? No, I think it's just an amazing turn of events. And, you know, one of the big storylines for these playoffs is who's playing. I mean, we just went through this with Jared Allen. His availability for tonight honestly will determine whether or not Cleveland gets to keep playing basketball this year. The biggest thing in that Boston-Brooklyn series is the impact of, of Robert Williams being out and what kind of pressure that creates, especially on the big men of Boston and the ability of Brooklyn to run downhill. Drummond, there's some great numbers out there about Drummond against Horford and Drummond uh, against, now Daniel Tice, there isn't much of a, a sample size. But, I, I, you know, the, the, the interesting thing with Brooklyn, they haven't looked like just full-on all-engines-go since that game against Philadelphia, where that entire team was together. And that's because guys have been in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, Curry especially. It seems like they're going to have to find a spot for him, a role for him, because um, he's just, he, he was hurt. So, but when they have Dragic and Curry and Drummond, plus the role players that are already in place and Claxton and Brown, and then just, the, you know, the, the most explosive scoring duo in these entire playoffs. And yes, I'm, I'm including Golden State with Steph and Clay in that mix. It, it, they're just, it's, to me, it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for value. I mean, I just think um, the, the impact of Williams being out is going to be, I, I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to go seven games, but I just favor, you know, this is one of those ones where I try not to overthink it. Who's the best player? It's KD. Now, we had this conversation earlier this week about Paul George being in that, that Minnesota game. Who was the best player? It was not Paul George. It honestly it was probably Russell. Um, but for the purposes of this series, it's KD, it's KD, it's KD. And I'm, I'm fine with getting a little bit of a plus opportunity here. Well, we're heads up in this series. And I'm not just trying to kiss the podfather's ass. I could promise you that because I hate taking sides with his teams anytime, anyplace, anywhere. It bothers me. I just love the fact that I get a Boston team that's been as good as anybody since January. They play unbelievable defense, and they have star power. 
I know at the end of these games, that's my fear always with a team going up against star players. Do you have somebody you trust who can get a bucket? The Celtics have that in Jason Tatum. When they need a bucket at an end of a game, Tatum can get it. Brown can get it. I love their overall depth. I know Williams being out could be a problem. Don't get me wrong. Maybe it's Durant and Kyrie attacking the rim. Maybe that ends up being problematic. I just can't look past the fact that the Nets have been MIA basically all year. You mentioned Curry. He's not right. You watch his last 10 to 15 games. He is not the guy they got when he's draining threes in Philadelphia. What was it, about a month and a half ago? That ankle is all sorts of messed up. And I just don't know how where they're getting the secondary scoring from in this series. Like, it's a given. Durant has to be great. Irving has to be great. I don't know where else it's coming from. I think there are other answers for the Celtics. They have the home court advantage. The Nets have no home court to speak of. And the fact that they open this basically a pick and you had a lot of pros coming in on the Celtics, I'm going to ride with those guys. So we're heads up here in this series. And what I will do, I'm going to take the Celtics minus 130. I might even have a little bit of fun. I might take them away in one and a half games to get a plus 164. I'm going to say they might end this series in six. I don't have a strong conviction here on the Nets. I mean, there is a lot up in the air, and and I think this thing is is fairly priced in view of the last 30 games of the season, which is really the sample size that that you know has the identity of these two teams. I just don't have any confidence in the Boston defensive identity without Williams because I just don't know what it looks like when you play the same team every night in a seven-game series, potentially, and the two scorers. See, I, I Kyrie and, and KD, to me, if this is just the two best players against you know from each team heads up, then I like Brooklyn, and that's it. That's that's the way, way I reason I'm going in that direction. Now, I know you have some parlays involving the Warriors and involving the Grizzlies. They are priced in a similar way. Golden State's minus 275 against Denver. Jokic probably going to win the MVP. Outside of that, you have no idea what you're getting out of any of the Nuggets. Weird year for them. Getting guys back off injury, you name it. Then you have my Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves are like my adopted team in this postseason. I got A-Rod on the, on the, the courtside <laughs> bench with the hop one the other day. I love it. I got my guy Beverly. I got the Ant-Man. I'm down on Carl Anthony Towns after that performance, but he's got New York ties. So I'm in on the T-Wolves. I will be rooting like crazy for the T-Wolves. Who scares you more is my question. Denver, because of Jokic. Minnesota, because of their dog-like attitude. Like, you're in on Golden State. You're in on Memphis. What underdog scares you a little bit more here? Definitely Minnesota. And the reason... I would agree with that that I'd be more concerned about Minnesota is because as they just showed us, if any one of those three guys can get hot and, you know, cat can get hot from outside also. I mean, he won the three point shooting contest for Christ's sakes, but you know, if, if, if Russell or Ant-Man get hot and, and can kind of take over a game and, and, you know, you look at the way that um, Memphis and Minnesota played each other this year, it was surprising. It, it was tough. And the dog element that you describe with Beverly he is going to go agitate Ja Morant. Ja's playing. He's, he's lined up for it. You know how this is going to go. Our beloved Chris Vernon, you know, shared some, some of his own uh, insights. He, he was rooting hard for the Grizzlies to catch the Clippers uh, because matchup-wise, 
he's concerned about the ability of those Minnesota guards to to just go off and they're they're it, they pose a challenge. Now, Memphis to me is potentially the right antidote to Minnesota, and this is why I jumped in on their price. The chemistry of that Memphis team was impeccable this year. And it's one of those rare moments in sports where a very young team all comes together. They're all on the same page. They love each other. The town can't believe, you know, Memphis, the, the, the city, can't believe how quickly this all coalesced, how it all came together. And just some of those intangibles, right, how they all believe in each other. They ended up with an unbelievable record in games without John Morant. They were like 19-2 and two or 20-2, and two, which is a testament to those guys doing their roles. And Ja this week is giving interviews talking about how much he learned sitting on the bench and watching those guys in their best roles. And he's trying to file that away and think about how can I put those guys in those best positions. The interesting thing to me, especially with, with, with Memphis, is – their intended starting five only played 12 times this year. Only played that's 12 games. That's crazy to think about, House. Yeah. That is right. crazy, man. And that, and that, so that's also something that I think lines up in their favor in, in this Minnesota matchup. So that's the rationale for why I like Memphis. Okay. I think Memphis is going to win the series. I do not think it's going to be easy, though. In fact, my play for this series, and it's basically an even money bet. I understand that. So I'm not getting a ton of value. I'm taking the Timberwolves plus one and a half games here. I do. I, I think they are going to be right there. I think Memphis is going to have to sweat. I think this is a seven-gamer house. I do. I think you. this will be the part of your parlays that you will be sweating. I think Milwaukee will be easy. I think Golden State, assuming there are no injuries that I'm unaware of and something changes with Steph or with Draymond or with Klay Thompson, you'll get that bad boy done. I think you will have to sweat a game seven with the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. You'll win it, but I think you're going to have to sweat it out. That's my well, prediction. It'll be fun, and there'll be a tremendous hedge opportunity if that comes to pass, right? There'll be a beautiful hedge. Well, I do mark my there. words. I love you. I'll be rooting like crazy for Minnesota. Like I said, I have adopted the Timberwolves as my team here in the first round. That is <laughs> now, my he here's the thing. I know you're a little bit of an old soul, and you know this is an old hoops head. There isn't a lot of precedent for the team that hasn't been in the playoffs for the lot for a long time that doesn't have a ton that the guy with the most playoff experience on that team is Pat Bev, right? And he's not a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands to decide the outcome of these games. I'm I'm surprised. I'm just curious why that's your ride or die. A team that hasn't been in the playoffs forever. They do have that that young talent. I I acknowledge it, but I'm just curious. Um I think it's situational from this standpoint. Memphis, I know they were in the playoffs last year. They won the plane against the Warriors. Memphis is not exactly a team that's got a ton of playoff experience either. I agree. So I think they can use that. To, it's not like Minnesota is going up against the Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like Steph's been there and Clay's been there. This Memphis team is brand spanking new. So I am curious to see, okay, they get hit in the mouth. Minnesota comes out, let's say, and steals one of the first two games. Then they got to go to Minnesota. Place going to be rocking. Like I just get the sense that'll be one of those back and forth, up and down roller coasters of a playoff series. I That's just think fun. it has all the makings of that. It's fun. I'm rooting for it. I'm into it. And we don't give Denver. And I love the Joker. I I'd love to root for the Nuggets here. I just don't think they have the dudes on the perimeter to hang with the Warriors. I just, I can't see it. The 
X factor to that is Draymond and the reports out of Golden State uh, are that it's it's um, a healthy Draymond and a Draymond that's ready for the playoffs. Yeah, and I hear that. And I think Warriors it, roll it. and I think the Warriors take care of business. Now, you and I would have bet Dallas. There's not a doubt in my mind before this Luka news comes out. The odds makers, I think we were talking about it the other day. I was like, how is Utah minus 150 or 160? And you're like, JJ, the calf. The calf, the calf. I'm like, he's going to play. Well, it's now minus 300. Yeah. Is there any is there any justification for us to getting in on Dallas, winging and praying and hoping that maybe they could give him the Mr. Miyagi uh, calf treatment, Luca, by the <laughs> end of the series? Is there any way we could get that? Well, the script that I think we would be rooting for is Dallas um, going small immediately, right? So you neutralize Gobert. You just take Gobert out of it entirely. And and they have the, the guards, you know, on paper. Bronson and, and Dinwiddie and Reggie Bullock. Um, and then you have um, Dorian Finney. And and then Kleber's at like at the five, right? That's your small lineup. And then you roll in guys like, you know, Bertans, who's going to come out and stand five feet behind the three-point line. Now, you know, I didn't love him in Washington. And, I you know, he's been middling effect-wise on this the uh, uh, Dallas situation. But you only need him for a couple games, right? I mean, they, they, they just need a puncher's chance. I have seen Luka's not going to play in game one. It seems very unlikely he's going to play in game two. So the question for Dallas is, you know, how do they muck this up? Can and they honestly, steal one? That's the they, question. Can they steal one? Which to me has me looking at each game total and looking for unders because Dallas Ooh. is one of the slowest teams well, in the to NBA. Well, listen this house. The total for Utah and Dallas opened Saturday at 219. It is now down to 209 and a half. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That well, that's crazy. That's dude. the Luca effect. That's, you know, that's I'm not surprised to hear that. I honestly still don't hate the under because the one thing that that Utah has excelled at this season, they have like a top 5, top 6 half court defense and Dallas likes to play super slow. They're the second slowest team in the NBA. So, them just going back and forth and and the best chance for Dallas is to limit the the possessions. Utah's most effective in semi-transition, right? They get those threes from Bogdanovich. They get Conley on pull-up threes. But, you know, this Utah team is limping in. This is why we were going to get on Dallas. We were all over Dallas. They finished four and seven. Their best win, they had a five-game losing streak on the road. And honestly, over this last, like, month or so, it feels like they're sick of each other. It feels like they don't like each other. We don't see a lot of love across that Utah team. And that's not what I want to see at a, at a playoff basketball team. So, unfortunate, the Luka news, because Dallas probably would have been one of our favorite plays around one. Now it's kind of more of a wait-and-see type of mode. Um, Milwaukee, Chicago, the only way to play this series, neither one of us is laying 1,000 or 1,100. Four or five. I think that's the way to handicap this, dude. Get the Bucs to win in either four or five, and I think you're cashing a ticket. I do not see this as a lengthy series. I don't. I bet them um, at the opening price, I, uh, a plus 230 to sweep. The Bucs I'm talking about. I bet the Bucs oh, I sweep. like that. I'm fine I with like that. I like that. That's I think it's still play. available on on FanDuel at that price. So that's that's my, my inclination on that. You and I are in alignment on that. Okay. Now, minus two and a half is at, hmm, minus 180. 230 to sweep the series. I think I might play both, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I'm might play you. both. Sure. Might double the action. All right, so Saturday go. and Sunday, we got four games to pop. Utah's laying five against Dallas. 
Memphis is laying seven against Minnesota. Philly is laying four and a half against Toronto. Golden State laying six against Denver. Out of those four house, you know what my favorite play is? I don't, actually. I thought you were going to guess this. Timberwolves. Yeah, I, 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 I should have I known. love Minnesota getting seven. <laughs> that is my favorite. Out of the Saturday card, that was the one I had circled immediately. Give me the seven. Team that played the other day. Memphis, first playoff game at home. You know, rocking, rolling. I think the crowd can work against you in those sort of spots. I, I think Minnesota's live in the game, dude. Give me seven right now. I'm, I'm on it. the I'm on the other side of it. All right, I, heads up, right out of I gate. Think, Let's go. I, I think that what you just described in terms of it's 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 a group of of kids who were buoyed by that. I don't think they're going to get tight. They they had so many opportunities all season long to get tight. I don't think they're going to show up tight. Jaw doesn't have a tight bone in his body. Jaw's going to come out and it's going to be all swag all all the time. I just don't. You know, it's not the kind of team that collectively, you know, guys start missing. They have so many outside, inside ways of of scoring the basketball. I, I just trust Memphis. I'm not. That's not one that I was going to fire on in terms of like laying the points. I don't. I don't love laying that many points in a game featuring you know the youth of, on both sides of the ball. But I'm not. You know, I'm. I'm not inclined to to feel strongly about Minnesota getting the seven. Fair enough. Okay, so. What I like much better, and what I Let's hope you were going to say, is Golden State. I am absolutely positively yeah, I like the prepared Warriors. to lay I'm the points. I'm in on the Warriors. And I think what we can do here is lay the points, but also get Golden State maybe in like a two- or a three-legger. Yes. I'm in on that. Yes. So we have two different ways to play that. I'm in on the Warriors. I think they'll be ready to go. I think they have one of those signature primetime games. That Toronto-Philly line is good, man. That is a it's, sharp it's, line at four I and agree. a half, dude. I agree. That's a sharp line. I want to stay away from it. I, I I don't like that. I want to see that game. I want to see them play, um, had you know matched up, um, and how these rotations go, and and I want to see some pace. I honestly, in that game, the only play that I would have any kind of uh, feeling for is is under um, two sixteen because I think that Toronto is going to try and go super slow. Okay, so we don't have spreads on the other two games on Sunday because we're waiting for playing winners. Here's going to be my suggestion for the two-team Moneyline parlay. Golden State on Saturday night and the Podfathers Boston Celtics on Sunday. Can I get you to buy in? Yeah, because I'm I'm comfortable. I can play Brooklyn getting the four points, which I like. Wow, Bo- so you were going to literally get a middle right here. So I can do it. So you're for a close game and hope yeah. that Tatum hits a late three or something. Sure. And you- I mean, it's conceivable. It's, it's very conceivable. conceivable. Yeah, it's a, it splits it right down the middle. It's exactly but the way the series is lined up. You like Brooklyn with that line going from three to four and a half? I, I do. I still like Brooklyn. Nothing See, about... that would scare me, man. That line moving a point and a half with everybody betting Brooklyn, I, that would be like an immediate stay away from me. I, I understand the, the, the perspective. Uh, and, and this is not, again, these are not heavy wagers. We're not taking half the bankroll and applying we're trying it to, we're trying to, to Saturday, it Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're trying yes. to observe. We're trying to gather. We're yeah, trying to, we, you know, get ourselves ready to go, folks. We we're making this beautiful bouillabaisse, and all the vegetables are laid out. We we got the chop. You know, with our we, our mise en place is nice and clean. We've got all the ingredients laid out, and you know, they're going to go in, and it's going to start smelling good. And we're going to, you know, oh, we need a little dash of this. Oh, we need to put a little more of that. The seafood is perfect for this thing, and we're just going to cook it up nice, JJ. I mean, it sounds delightful. It sounds delightful. You have any feel for Chicago, Milwaukee? I uh, I don't know. Uh, you just Milwaukee's said it. Milwaukee's gonna win. It's a mu- no, but I'm saying as far as laying ten. Nah, I'm gonna. I don't want to mess with pass. that. 
Yeah. That's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me. That's, so, a, no, that's a no for me, dog. It's, you know, that, that line was getting dropped way too often in Vegas, so I needed to throw it out there. I needed to throw <laughs> it out there. Um, I'm glad. So I like it. So Golden State, Boston. Is that our two-team family money line parlay? I like it. That's a good one. That's fun. And it seems like we're a united front on Friday. We're in on New Orleans, and we're kind of in on the Cavaliers. Should we... Do we dare do a Friday parlay? Do we dare put Here's a two-legger? Here's my problem. I, I, I want to say yes, but when I get word that Jared Allen is not playing at around yeah. 6 o'clock at night, I'm going to be texting you saying, why did we do this? Yeah, okay, great. Done. We're, we'll lay off. Pels How minus... about we just go New Orleans? Boom. Pels, Give me yeah, the points. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're together on, on Pels plus four. It's nice. It's a nice way to enter the weekend. Beautiful card in front of us. We've got a nice taste. We're going out. We're not not like banging this thing crazy out of the box. We're not blowing all of our our, our nuts all over the joint. Just coming out nice and easy. Let's take it easy. And, and then we'll, we have these series to enjoy, and we could find some opportunities for value as it plays out. House, let's cash a whole lot of tickets this week. And how many more golf rounds are left? What do we got? Like one left, two left? Um, my wife is still within hearing distance, so only oh, one. But look, I'm holding up safe. a number. You see the, the number? Secret is safe. I'm That's holding all. up a number. I'm holding I up a number nothing. on the camera. I like it. There you go. Proud of you. <laughs> Enjoy. We will chat Tuesday. Let's get Thank it. you, Good buddy. Stuff, everybody. Let's get a couple W's. We'll be back Tuesday with all sorts of NBA plays here on Ring of Gambling. Follow. Follow House. Follow me. All that good stuff. JJ out. Good job, guys. Be good, everybody.